You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm just trying to be a celebrity as hard as you can. Send likes. Okay, it's Hunter sending likes, but not enough. He's a good guy. Actually, he's already got us up to like 200. Eric, you got one of those little rotating flappy things. Uh, Braden. Braden. The hardest thing about this show is not telling anybody. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I was going to say, that was Eric Clark. Rude. I wanted to get. When, when I get on, if Eric Clark is still on there, when I get on TikTok, the first thing that comes up is Eric Clark. The, the dude's uh, all over it. He knows uh, you. I, I just blocked him, you know, that guy. Um, <laughs> No, the hardest thing about he said just me. Uh, the hardest thing about this show is like not talking excessively about what you did over the weekend, and not that I di- I didn't have like some great story or anything. Uh, but I, I mean, I hunted, and it's like, oh, I can't tell my buddies because we're gonna talk about it on a, uncensored in the morning. Um, Got to hold everything back. Yeah. So uh, first things first, I just want to say that Erica has a glorious parking job. It looks like you parked in oh the God, in the really? dark with the lights off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you kind of like you kind of did public a Zach. Shaming. Did, yeah, but very public. You did like a Zach out there. Uh, have, have you all noticed that Zach like just totally owns the fact that yeah, there's truck no is lines. Here? No, it's like he <laughs> no intentionally double parks. Yeah, um, you can't even make is, fun of him for it because he's just like, yeah, I do. Well, that. I, w- I, I would call it like the ultimate president of the company move, yeah. but he parks on the wrong. Like, it, it, if it was that, it would be right in front of the door. But he yeah. usually parks over there when he does that, so it's kind of funny. I don't know how it happens. When I get here, there is no one else in the parking lot, and then I come out to leave, and I'm like, God, what if I do it? I'm usually diagonal. I'm usually in two yeah. spots. Well, today I was combat parking, backing in, and I look over and I realize that no one's parking in between us because there's no space, unless like Dan drives his motor cycle in or something uh but i think dan's out chasing birds right now too he is so yeah i know derek got one we might have to get derek on here uh sometime soon derek's working part-time for us so i don't know if we that qualifies him yeah yeah right you gotta like you know once you get up to 20 hours there's certain benefits come along that are namely just a free beer every now and then Mm -hmm. and you get to be on uncensored you get to be famous yeah so famous (laughs) um Dozens of people will know you. <laughs> literally, literally dozens. So I, uh, I'll, I'll go. I hunted this weekend at my normal spot. Uh, I was really hoping to like pay my dad back because I've been out on multiple turkey hunts with my dad where I get a bird and he doesn't, and he's always really happy about it. Like I don't think he cares, but I really wanted to get him a bird this trip, and uh, they were they were fired up. They were gobbling. We we only had three close, which is unusual. Like that area, it's just like. <laughs> 
all the way down. You know, mm-hmm. the one goes and then they all fire. Were you calling um, or they were just doing it on their own? I This was early, so I took Scott's advice and was not calling them mm-hmm. while they're on the roost, which I've done in the past. Oh. Um, he says to wait, like to be just totally sit there and listen until they're coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. Uh, and that this property is just so hard. I've talked about it so much, but like they, they are on the property line and they're, they're on a Creek, but if they go up a hundred yards to the other side, they're out of the Creek out of like all the forest and everything. They can start eating. Um, kind of, that's what I think they do. Mm-hmm. I've seen them do this. Actually. I've watched them when I've just kind of sneaked in there or they have to come 400 yards up a hill through fences and over a Creek ravine. It's like a much more difficult trip mm-hmm. to get to where we are. So, a lot of times, I think if you just did sit there and didn't call, they would go the other way, right? It's like three out of four times they'll uh, they'll go the other way, and then every now and then you get one that does come up and is curious enough. Um, even when we were there with Tony, he was having a hard time getting them out of all this thickness. Like they, most of the birds went the other direction, and in fact, the bird we shot came from the other side of the field, which oh, wow. which sometimes means they've come up behind you because they'll do that. Mm-hmm. But we called, uh, we had good bird action. There was three gobblers close. There's probably like five in the two furthest, because this creek obviously runs for other properties, a uh, quarter mile away or more um, up the other direction. We had three or four that were going. And then <clears throat> they they kind of wandered off and got real quiet. Like when they went quiet, they went quiet. A lot of times they'll still like, give you a gobble every now and then. But we heard maybe two or three gobbles the rest of the day over there. Um, where, where they were, they had gone up and over and then we, we were sitting there and dad was getting a little, I don't know if he was uncomfortable or what, but he kind of been moving a little bit, trying to get resitu like resettled, uh, or, or settle back in. And I had two hens pop up and then he got like real excited. Cause I was sitting there, I had everything, you know, mask up and everything. And I'm like, I realized, and I almost told him this earlier, but he was getting comfortable, but his gun was not in reach. Or, like, not an easy mm. – you, know, you need to sit with it pretty much ready to roll. And I knew it was going to be a problem, but you always think, like, oh, we'll have time because you think mm-hmm. you're some super genius. And then all of a sudden there's a turkey sitting 10 yards – probably 10 yards from us. Oh, wow. And, and I was like, you need to get your gun. And he kind of went a little quicker than probably should have. Uh, the second turkey that was coming up over, he didn't see that one. He did it right in waiting that the first turkey turned its head. Mm. And so, like, the, it didn't see him move, but the one coming over did. Yeah. And that one was gone. And then there were both hens, but, like, you don't know that the hens aren't bringing a tom. I've had that happen a mm-hmm. lot, right? Like, a lot of times the hens will come in first, and then the tom is kind of waiting and hanging out um, and, and keeping up with the hens. So I thought we had a good chance at that being what's going on right now. Um, but they once the first one left, the second one kind of got up, and I'm actually getting ready to buy one of these decoys down here today because – it, mine are just they've through season after season have been collapsed for the year they, they're just not coming back out like they're supposed to they look a little deformed they're like what's going I on think, with her i think the worst deal <laughs> well it was my jake i think he got or she got up on my jake and when she passed it it was like it i've had this happen too i used to use a or i tried one season using a flat decoy yeah oh my and gosh. the wind turned it and a bird was looking at it <laughs> and she was like 
what the hell just happened? Like, where did this, where did that bird go? Bird right, just disappeared. Yeah, like like a disappearing act. And I've heard uh, Bo Martonic. I think one time I was talking to him, and he, I think it was him. I'm sorry, Bo, if I'm putting words in your mouth, but Bo was telling me he had that happen one time with a, a the deer decoy. He had a, yeah. one of those Montana company uh, decoys. I think yeah. so I'm I'm throwing now brands in Bo's mouth. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Bo. Um, but you know, I've I've heard of people having that trippy experience. And the same thing, like if Braden all of a sudden was gone, I'd be like. <laughs> What? You're about to get shot. I'm out of here, right? (laughs) So that happened. uh, Like, when she turned the side and this bird was, like, this thin. Because, it, 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 like, the wind had kind of pushed it back in. So she left. But then my dad thought it was really fun. Like, he hasn't been around. Like, when we first started turkey hunting, we didn't know what we were doing. I had no idea. I killed multiple birds off of just pure luck. And this one was funny because uh, he got to hear going back and forth with the Mm -hmm. hens. I'm at least a little better now. And so my thought was if I can get a real hen going with me and get her fired up, that might bring in the toms that are still within a couple hundred yards. They're they're within earshot. They just have gotten quiet, right? Uh, So she's gone. She had first kind of just started yelping like strong to let me know that she didn't like what was going on up there. Mm -hmm. And then I started like, cutting her off which mike larson taught me a few years ago because i struggled i struggled to pull a hen one time off of tom Uh, me and chris were hunting with npr funny enough and npr had come out to like learn about hunting and do a story on go wild and we had a bird at 60 yards but i could not pull this hen away from the either either one vice versa i couldn't pull either one from the other one they were he's uh spitting and drumming up on this flat and i'm trying to call him over the hill and it didn't work and mike told me to cut them off to get them really mad and oh. and i tony did a little bit of that last year of like you know kind of doing some fighting purrs and getting a really like a little aggressive at the end of it which is what finally brought in the tom so i was trying to do a little bit of that and dad thought that was like super funny like he, he thought it was really fun to see uh, the calling actually working and that the bird was getting more fired up and yeah. she's yeah. getting more mad and so he like that was the first thing out of his mouth when we told we got home to tell mom he's like you should have seen Brad talking to this hen <laughs> and then because again if you if you have not hunted turkeys a lot and haven't been around turkey you don't know how fun they are to be around right? yeah like they I, I always tell people like you don't know what you're missing from gobblers in the morning until you've heard it there's nothing like it yeah and so he told th- him and then I talked to him yesterday and he's like I told Bob about yeah you know, it's like he he had had a great time. Uh, that's that's awesome. cool that you were calling and your dad was sitting back. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was um, the first year we went, I think he called most because he had at least watched like 10 minutes of YouTube. And I had no idea how to use mm-hmm. a box call. Oh, and we were terrible. Call. It was like, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I don't even know how we got it. I think we really got birds to come in by luck. Yeah. That's still the biggest bird I've ever shot. It was like a 24-pound bird. Hey, maybe uh, y'all were on something. Maybe. maybe go back to I don't know, man. <laughs> right? Maybe. Get that like, call back out. That's what <laughs> we did it. Like, we drove straight up in that field, too, and set up our blind, like, loud as all get out. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. And yeah. now I don't even hunt with a blind. Like, I I don't know. Things have changed. Yeah. What, yeah. Ca- what call did you use? Like, a box call or a mouth call? Uh, I, I, so, I couldn't find my box call. I think it's lost here at the office somewhere. So, we used one of Dad's. Um, I think they're HS. Is it HS? HS, yeah. yeah. Hunter H- Specialist. Um, I, we had their box call. I had the Woodhaven calls that I bought from Go Wild. I had the 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 um, slate call that Tom Deckery mm-hmm. made for us. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was supposed to give that back to Dan and Derek so that they could use it this morning, but I did not. Ah, um, they're just sitting there in silence. Yeah. So maybe if, if <laughs> you want to, uh, if you want to take it though, I could I could bring it in and let you use it on Wednesday. So okay. Tom really uh, wants somebody to take a turkey with that. So yeah. Um, but yeah. 
No, I don't have a lot of exciting stories, but that was it. Is that officially called the sassy calling, what you were doing over the hen? Because I saw Mike and Derek talking about this on Go Wild, where you're like talking over the hen. Is that what yeah. it's officially called? Or is that I just think, them calling it that? I think that's... That that would be what I call it. Okay. My, that's I think that's what Mike referred to it as when okay. he told me to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. You're you're giving them sass, but you remember from the Gearbox talk, Scott was saying because when I learned there was a period where I learned this and would do it too aggressively, and Scott was saying like if if you walk up into somebody's house and you start just yelling at them, point, yeah. like they're gonna, right. it's not gonna work out like what you thought. Yeah, Scott was telling to ease into it. Yeah. And then I've kind of learned to like ease into it. And then if you need to pull, it is a good way to pull. Like right. I've seen it work in that situation. Yeah. He talked about too, like the different personalities of different hens. Yeah. So like you might be dealing with a hen that's just like, hey, lady, calm down over there. <laughs> yeah. Or she might be like real spunky, like, no, I'm over here. Blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. And you got to like figure that out. And like that's where it's like super. Yeah. And Scott, Scott said like eight times out of 10, they're more calm. Like they're more mild mannered than people think. So like when you come in super strong, you're, you're turning that bird off. Yeah. They're just like, no, yeah. stop. Yeah. You guys should... are trying to get in the head of a lady. And there's, <laughs> yeah. there's just gonna... no, this is why we've been unsuccessful. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, go out kind of had like that inverse effect that it can have on you. Like I was looking at everybody, I'm like, man, everybody got all these opening day birds. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, uh, we came back very empty-handed and ate chicken tenders. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Yeah, what'd y'all do? Well, I mean, you talk about feeling bad and looking at the go all the go wild posts and stuff about people turkey hunting. I was right there with you. I um, <clears throat> I didn't get out because we had a bunch of storm cleanup. There was tornadoes and high winds and stuff here, and so um, I had been fishing at the farm the other day and noticed there were limbs everywhere. And so before Easter, I was like, I'll come out and clean everything up and. Uh, it ended up being a ton of work that needed to be done. Um, so I, I didn't get to get out and hunt. My son had a soccer game. So I was like missing opening day, mm. but being a good dad. Yeah. Being a good dad and son-in-law. So we got there and start cleaning up all this debris. And then I think you all have all seen, there's like this dump area when it was, we were getting the property ready for the wedding. Is that there's, where the poop pizza happened? Yes. No. Oh, <clears throat> what, like That's, over by no. the shed? No. Um, duck pond. Do you guys know where the duck pond is? Oh, left, back okay. left a little bit. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Where my trail camera hangs. I know where. Oh, yeah. So, the big pile of stuff back yeah, there. Yeah, it was just kind of where we dumped everything. Gotcha. So we were dumping limbs back there, and I was like, I'm gonna go get my trail camera. It turned off the other day and quit sending pictures. So I noticed this huge tree. I mean, it's probably 24 inches wide. Has fallen beyond my trail camera, down kind of in this little ravine. I was like. That's kind of interesting. I'm going to go through here because there's kind of a tunnel that the deer walk through. I'm going to see if there's some sheds while we're over here real quick. That's a good spot to find some. Yeah, grab grab my camera. Um, that was my logic, so thanks for seconding yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm just – it's to, like a tunnel, so I'm yeah. thinking they walk through. Right. They're loose. They're going to come off. So I go back in there, and I'm looking around just kind of trying to see white, and I spot a mushroom, and I'm like, holy crap. They're so back here. Oh, so back. newly fallen tree, moss on the ground, kind of damp. It was like the perfect case scenario. So I picked one up. It was actually the biggest one we found was that first one I found. And I hold it up and start like yelling <laughs> yeah. to my family. Like, I got a mushroom. <laughs> just screaming. Everybody's like, what is wrong I can with log him? this as a trophy now. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, actually, my sister-in-law, uh, she's a teenager and uh, has zero concept of what this is all about, was the most interested in it. So, it was kind of cool. She That's awesome. brought her four-wheeler over and was waiting for me and started rummaging around, found some more and came out. <clears throat> so, then Liz was pumped. She went out after me, found three more. Then she went wow. out again yesterday. Man. She loved it. So dang yeah got some more else did you eat them oh yeah but okay so last episode we talked about putting them in the bugs the water (laughs) did you put it in the water so what did you see all right so we we left them whole Mm -hmm. put them in the salt water Mm -hmm. stuff just start pouring out Mm -hmm. now the video we watched the other day where it was like the little mite looking things Mm -hmm. mm -mm. these were bigger they looked like ants well some of them were ants and then these Mm -hmm. were like bigger ants with wings just full of it so they're all coming out in the bowl Dump, dump the water, do it all again. Brad's face. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just listening. <laughs> we did it all again. Same amount of bugs came out the second time. I'm like, what in the world? This is wild. Yeah. So then we go home and I slice them in half to store them overnight because we're going to eat them the next day. Uh-huh. One of them is still full of bugs. What? And so I'm glad I cut it open before I cooked them and cleaned them all out. Gross. Yeah. Very simply sauteed them in butter, a little bit of garlic. It was amazing. But we didn't have very many. I was like, well, this makes me just want like 60 of them. It's yeah. Like six. It's like eating dove hearts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, Ooh, this is really yeah, good. Yeah, you kill you kill your day's limit even with 15 dove hearts. It's like, well, that was good on three crackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know. I'm, I'm hoping the weather forecast, the way it kind of looks this week, is getting chilly. So hopefully <clears> next week as it starts warming up, they'll keep popping out. Mm-hmm. Go find some more. So you go back to that spot then? Like just because you know it's popping them up or yeah and um where the tree had fallen i found most of mine on this side and then liz went around the other side and found some and then based on how that area is there's two other spots on the property that i'm gonna go hit how quick do they pop up is it like hours i wondered about that too because I, I went on friday when i was working remote and i was like my kids are acting crazy they were out of school we're gonna go on an adventure real quick to get them out of the house for a minute and I looked in our little honey hole that I found some last year, and none. And I'm like, does it take like a day for them to? Fu-? Surely that many bugs don't get in them over a day, mm-hmm. or is it like a couple of days? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I, from what I've read, is the overnight fifties. It's kind of like the bass spawn. It's like you mm-hmm. want the, the stable overnight fifties for the temperatures to get right. We haven't really had a lot of that. Yeah, we did like no. a week ago where we had three or four days where it did that. Yeah. But maybe it just hasn't been warm enough yet. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it takes a little heat. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm excited. It's it's literally, it's funny it paired up with Easter weekend because it was like grown man Easter egg hunting. Yeah. I yeah. loved it. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that is funny. Um, so your all season opens up on Wednesday. I know you're going. Are you going next, next Wednesday. Wednesday? Oh, it's next week, man. I yeah. actually thought it was this Wednesday. Oh, so you were And I was already... about ready to go out this Wednesday, <laughs> and I was getting with my dad yesterday on Easter about the plan, and he was like, "Well, youth season is next weekend," and I was like, "Why is youth season after adult season happens?" And he was adult like, season. No, and I was like, oh, my God, Dad, I was going to go out there with a gun. How funny would it have been? You text all of us a dead bird. Yeah. We're all like, um, <laughs> funny's an interesting word for that. Yeah. Highly illegal would be I'm afraid would we be I would have 
checked all into it to make sure if we went. Yeah. But it's actually next Wednesday. We're going we're gonna to push stop on record. And she's like, I was totally going to shoot Nothing came out. Thank God. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. So you go on Wednesday or you're going to wait till the weekend? I might take off next Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of random holds on my calendar because I have, like, this was the only weekend I could hunt turkeys. Mm-hmm. Um, next weekend is my uh i got stuff going on and then the weekend after that i got stuff going on so unfortunate timing this year life man you start throwing in kids and stuff and they just take over i we do have a camp out coming up one weekend and i think i'm going to be able to go out i'm i'm going to be super tired and regret this i'd say but i'm going to because i'm going to end up sleeping on a tent that night but i'm going to go out that morning and i'll have a hard cutoff of like 9 30 so this will be one of those mornings where you like need the bird first thing, which honestly, I think every bird I've ever killed is usually pr- fairly early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know they say that like the big ones move midday, but I'm just not gonna be able to play that game. So yeah. I'm gonna have a lot of those hunts. I feel like I'm gonna have a lot where I hunt until like nine thirty or ten, and then I gotta go yeah. to live my life. So well, youth is uh, in Indiana uh, Saturday, uh, and me and Phil are taking some folks out, and Thunder is also Saturday. Right. So I'm gonna be like. About 11 o'clock, <laughs> getting out of there. <laughs> There's something but. special about killing a thunder chicken on thunder. Th- nobody knows what thunder is. Oh, <laughs> There's okay. like an F-16 flying overhead yeah. and you shoot so, a turkey. <laughs> so for anybody who doesn't know, Louisville is going into what is like the greatest celebration of sport. Uh, we do a essentially three-week-long celebration of all things Kentucky Derby. There's a Derby Festival, which is not the same organization. It's a different organization that hosts 100 events. Do you remember this from the days of working on that account? Yeah, I'd say at least 100 events. Yep. I think it's 100 events happen. In two weeks. In, in a matter of two or three weeks. Thunder is one of them. It's the largest fireworks show in the country. We shoot off fireworks off a barge. We shoot them off a bridge. They go up. They go down. There's a million people congregate down on the waterfront. Fighter uh, jets. Drunk yeah. as skunks, eating the blue pretzels, and uh, it, yep. it's a good time. A good mm-hmm. time is had by all. Yes. Uh, but during the day, there's an air show. Uh, you got guns or uh, uh, big uh, uh, military planes and stuff flying over. Um, the blue Angels used to be a part of this. I don't think oh, they're they not do. I, I don't even – are they still – It's not every year. I, I think it just kind of has to work with timing. Yeah, huh. so there's there's been a lot of different groups, though, that uh, come through. They'll do – like, it's it's a, the air show itself is really cool, but it's one of, like, literally a hundred other um, events. There's a marathon that's associated with it, which is cool because you run through Churchill Downs, the, like, a week before they're going to do Derby. Um, but – it's kind of a special time to be a Louisvillian. Oh yeah. So uh, or a Kentuckyanian. This right. is this is last year. We have party uh, on our side. This is this is. I'll tell the story that went viral on TikTok and uh, has like seven hundred thousand views on it. Real quick. Um, the this is about the time it was it was the week before Derby. I guess it was. Uh, that's not Thunder Weekend. That's so that thunders two weeks before the week it was the week before derby i went out and i was going to the same spot where i was going today and i have to walk almost a mile out to that spot so uh i was walking and you know you're hearing your footsteps you can't really hear that well when you're moving you got all your junk rustling around and i get out there and i heard um techno music in your turkey spot in my turkey spot it was like and it was that over <laughs> and over. Turkey calling. Yeah, it was. It, I, I thought hey, I'm, I'm out there a little earlier than normal. It's like five something, and I'm like, oh, they must still be partying, but they're gonna go to sleep, obviously. So I go down the hill, 
And uh, the long story short is I convinced myself after hours of this that they were hunter harassing and that they, this was on purpose because it sounded like they were driving because the music would like get louder and then go away. And I'm like, this has to be hunter mm. harassing. Somebody's out here like super passionate about turkeys trying to keep people from getting them. And so I'm, I'm getting mad. And, and then finally it occurs to me, I'm like, no turkey in its right mind is going to come down off the roost where they normally are up into this noise because it is just ungodly loud. And um, so so I get up. I finally leave around 10 o'clock. Or I don't think I stayed very long. Maybe 10 o'clock I made it to. And I walk out, and I'm, I'm furious thinking this is hunter harassment. I get in my suv and drive around the side go down about a mile looking on the map to see when i'm going to be right across from where i was because i've never really thought about that and i get down there and i i I pull a ue once i figure out where it is and i pull up to this house and there's just like dozens upon dozens of tents there's rvs (gasps) and it hits me that this is not hunter harassment this is just a bunch of people who got really drunk and and probably uh participated in some uh old mushroom action themselves or (laughs) other such things and they don't know they were still going they no i think they had passed out with the music on and it's like at that point it's it's funny it's like it's hard to be mad because i mean how many you don't think about other people like what they're doing in the woods Mm -hmm. and they were at a house like they were safe they didn't drive anywhere they didn't do anything wrong, right? But it affected me. <laughs> but I was, I was furious. I was ready to drive up into this property. If I, if I had seen a truck driving around with a PA system in the back of it, I would have been out there, like probably getting arrested. I was so mad. But I was, it was stupid. I just ended up being totally wrong. So wow. Oops. <laughs> yeah. That that story that I turkeys. told I told that story a lot faster than the one on my TikTok. The one on my TikTok has uh, went super viral. Half of the comments are people complaining about me telling me i'm the worst storyteller they've ever heard mm. um to get to the point i accidentally cut off the end of the story on, uh, on a total accident and so a lot of people got mad about that because <laughs> I, I had to do a part two and then they couldn't find the part two like i totally suck at tiktok this video just went which probably tiktok probably saw people commenting on it and <laughs> like thought you're it was, a loser yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> tiktok thought it was popular but really it's just like if you scroll through the comments it's just a bunch of really mean people who were like making fun of me um which i embraced you know whatever it's fine um that's kind of what you do when you participate in the internet you sign up for that stuff so anyways um we didn't i, I feel like i talked the whole time on this episode sorry i uh sorry. i guess i'm over caffeinated we have, we have a couple minutes you scouted right i did yeah yeah we went out um we scouted mostly for youth season um coming up saturday so we went out and that was really fun because that was my first time ever like really scouting so um i like actually got ready as if in my head we're like going to spots where we're going to be like like what we do deer scouting and stuff like that like we're going to go check out the area what you actually do on public land i guess is you kind of like go and find these little lots like places you can pull off on the side of the road around where you're gonna hunt and you make sounds from essentially the car <laughs> and so like i was like ready to go hike and like do all this stuff brought like a chair <laughs> and phil's like yeah. all right let's get out right here and he's like <laughs> and they're like Bow! and he's like all right that's a good spot and so we did we did end up getting out at one spot where we were here in a bunch and, and walked around and he showed me where he took a group out 
uh, of kids, of youths, uh, and like walked me through like, okay, so it came up from here and I had somebody there and there and we can probably come back here next time. We looked for some morels and then we started making sounds and we heard a gobble like across the street, which was like just a big open field and it kind of rained overnight. So we were looking like, okay, are they going to be drying out in the fields and stuff? And so we heard one and then we wait and then it goes again and again and again. And he makes another sound and we hear one, two, three gobbles, like all within like a close radius. So we're like, okay, we're definitely coming to this spot, but let's see if we can get this one to like move. This one was gobbling so many times over and over that Phil was like, I think it's just a dude sitting on his porch over there. <laughs> like, it was like over and over and over and over. See, they do that sometimes. That's what yeah. scares me about public hunting. Like, you don't have to wear orange. You're not supposed to. You can't. Like, how if do you, you want to see a turkey, you can't wear orange. Right. Like, on public, how do you... I've, I swear I'd shoot somebody. Or, like, shoot someone's Oh, decoy. yeah. We, we heard your story earlier. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we well, I'd shoot, shoot someone's anything. decoy. <laughs> well, how first funny would it be to shoot someone's decoy? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, because before, my first time turkey hunting, we had... I mean, this it was private property. It wasn't public. But there was a gobbler, like, going back and forth with us so much that we thought for sure it was someone else, like, on some property <laughs> over. And it, it came in. <laughs> I ended up missing my shot on that one. But I'm like, I how do you know it's not someone else? Like, what if yeah. it's someone's decoy? And you're like, oh, that's someone who's going back and forth. And, like, you yeah. just hit some plastic. That's true. We've got a minute and a half. So I'm going to say there's a really simple answer here okay. that everybody that hunts needs to know. You only shoot if you <laughs> freaking see it. You know for <laughs> sure. No, I know that. But, like, what if someone is, like, behind it a little there's, bit more? Well, there's YouTube and, videos like, you of people know. getting shot. That's why, you oh, don't, yeah. that's why you don't fan on public land. That's why yeah. you don't carry a decoy on public land. Yeah. yeah. These are all very good things to bring up for safety yeah um and then the last part of our story is we hunted or we <clears> scouted <throat> my grandpa's property real quick and we found a ton of sign and we talked about um the creek being places where they roost mm-hmm. and found poop right over the creek yeah um and there's a huge tree uh or actually like three around the creek so we've now kind of got that place uh you know we think we're going to find some turkeys out there we found a bunch of scratching and found yeah. a awesome uh, track so awesome yeah. All right, man. Um, Jacob and I are going to scout for Send It Slam today. If you have not bought tickets, you need to do that. Um, we we are we got a place locked in, obviously, but we're kind of working on some of the final vendors. Country Boy Brewing has committed to being the beer of Send It Slam. We, we'll probably have one more other uh, vendor there. We're working on the the VIP benefits. Working on um, logistics for the archery shoot. You can go to senditslam.com and get your tickets. Log this on Go Wild, Erica Johnson, Braden Ware, Jacob Knight, and I'm Brad Luttrell. Thanks, y'all.